0: Always are my three much better co-hosts that Canon Queen Emma. Hi, Marky Mark of the Vintage Set. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody. And the ray to my Luke Skywalker Chase. Hello! Hello. Hi. Are we ready? Sure. I hope everyone has yes. Kleenexes because there's some uh, we might need Kleenexes for this some one. Some real talk coming. Yeah. <laughs> real <laughs> talk. All right, my friends. It's that time to drink. drink god what alejandro don't look at me like that it has been so long i am so happy to see this beautiful beautiful face in the steam room oh my god i love you i miss you welcome welcome uh oh I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Don't look at me like that. Hello Buck, hello Casty, hello Hope. Listen to Hope. Love Smash me. that yes. like button. Subscribe to the channel if you're listening to this on Wednesday and you haven't subscribed yet. It's it's Pride month. If you don't do it, then, you know what they You're homophobic. Say about
1: you. Yes. There you go. I wasn't
0: <laughs> going to say it, but I'll let somebody else do it. <laughs> hello 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 we have another full house this evening i am very excited emma how's your week been
1: uh uneventful um which is good that's good because this episode took up a lot of brain space
0: (laughs) (laughs) mark how about you how was your week Except I'm, for you're muted, I'm so muted. we can't hear that beautiful voice. I hate when that happens. I'm sorry. He's uh I'd Mark let you is an down. analog.
2: I'm gonna go now. No, <laughs> <laughs> Mark is again.
0: of the uh, <laughs> Mark is of the vintage set. He's an analog girl living in a digital world. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Mark, how was your week?
2: I was having a good week <laughs>
3: <laughs> until you were on mute
2: <laughs> and then my homophobic mic didn't let me speak
3: <laughs> during Pride yeah. Month literally during Pride Month too <laughs> no I've actually had a
2: really really good week I'm I'm pretty happy right now and it's it's
0: it's good life is good well it's showing because yeah, you're beaming <laughs> yeah we were um we were just having a poppers talk before. Um, yes, we were. Before we started streaming, because somehow pink milk is becoming more about poppers than Star Wars, and I'm kind of personally okay <laughs> with that. Um, there's true. been a lot of popper talk. We're educating the straight people during Pride Month. You know, some podcasts may find it's important to talk about work ethics in the workplace, being queer, like marriage equality. Oh. My hello Star Wars. God hello. No. <laughs> hello there. Ignore <laughs> our ignore Hold our, on. Ignore Brian, Hold on. Our fearless Hold on.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: <laughs> hello there. <laughs> Brian. Also Star Wars uh, just real quick this is a Star Wars podcast we never talk about poppers all we ever do is only talk yeah, about Star Wars about there's Star nothing Wars. else ever going on
1: Definitely yep. there have been no jerseys
0: <laughs> no, this way. <laughs> <Just Star Wars.
2: laughs> uh, along with your death sticks on Coruscant the lower you go the better quality of poppers That's Oh my I'm god no, you know what that, you know what a popper that, so. you know what a popper <laughs> would be called
0: in Coruscant mm-hmm. a death sniff <laughs>
3: That's my favorite thing I've ever heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Oh. Okay.
0: Anyways, we're, we're, we're off to a real, great start. We really are.
3: One of our strongest.
0: <laughs> Some queer podcasts may find it important to talk about, you know, work ethics, marriage equality, things like that may I'm proud that we're spreading the love of death sniffs to straight people and queer people alike.
1: Truly. Building
0: bridges here. Yep. One saber at a time. We're
1: here to educate.
0: Bridges with no railing. We
2: have to keep it within the universe, okay? so true.
1: Yeah. OSHA violations left and right.
3: (laughs) Chase. Yes, Brian. How was your week? <laughs> it's been great. It's been really great. Thank you. Um, I just got back from a trip with um to Minnesota with my partner, which was super, super fun. Um, hey. And his sister, who's also queer, had a DJ set at a Pride event. So it was a very fun gay awesome. weekend, very family-oriented. Wow. So it was very fun. Yeah. Um, Yes. And we got an amazing episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it could not have been a better week. Truly. There's that. How about you, Brian?
0: <laughs> you know, okay. Yes. Possibly. This is gonna shock everyone. The gayest episode of Obi-Wan yet. Lots yeah. of reading going on in this. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: The library was open.
0: It sure was. Um I I just think for a second that I thought just said lots of reading. And I'm all like, what did I miss? <laughs> oh.
1: No, that's on AO3, Mark. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was also really? um. we're going to get to this a little later spoiler alert ahead though like reva is definitely straight darth vader is definitely gay we're going to get to it here in a little bit about what happened hopefully people are picking up what i'm putting down um yeah with this but you know the only way that this week is off to an even better start is because tomorrow morning hopefully about 3 a.m we'll be leaving because that's the way the berries roll uh my husband, myself, our three boys, our two dogs are loading up in my dad band, my blue VW Tiguan. We're driving to California, ride into Disneyland. Nice. And back to Galaxy's Edge again.
1: Beautiful. Nice.
0: Boom. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Um, The kids
2: are going to be... Oh, my God. Just to see the reactions from the kids is going to be worth it. I can't wait for all the
3: pictures,
0: all the videos. (laughs) And you
1: are taking taking your little poochies with you. That's so nice. We
0: are. We're a family. We do everything together. There you go. there You go. We always stay together. Um, The one thing I'm... I know they're not Dalmatians, but I just imagined you as Cruella with your doggies (laughs) running through (laughs) Disneyland. (laughs) 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 Some... You know, actually, if I could be Cruella, like the live-action Quella, I'd be all about it because oh. <laughs> I love that movie. It was so good. Um, I um, the one thing I'm nervous about is I am not a rides person. I get terrified. I've only been to Disneyland one other time before. M. Chase and I went to Galaxy's Edge, and it was probably like 1985. They were shooting the commercial for Captain EO. That's how long ago it was. There was no Star Tours. There's no anything yet. And Space Mountain was there, and I thought it was the closest thing to Star Wars. So it was the first thing I wanted to do was go on to Space Mountain. I was terrified. It traumatized me the entire ride. So I've never been a roller coaster person again, but I cannot let my kids' first experience at Disneyland being sticking to my dad not doing roller nope. coasters. So nope. I I have to go. I'm gonna you do, do. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna sniff lots of death sniffs. And
3: uh, <laughs> That will actually make it a lot scarier.
0: But I support You're right. You're right. Uh, but I'm very excited. I'm very, very, very excited to um, be in Galaxy's Edge after this amazing show. And it's going to be my own summer camp on Jabim. Yes. <laughs> but actually, not sure if you're still in here, Star Wars, but um, <laughs> where was Pink Milk? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a party summer vacation without the gays serving the martinis <laughs> and the death sniffs <laughs> i was very excited to um see christina arielle there she was the only one to recognize oh, my oh, God. God. Yeah. 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 quite a quite a few people quite a few there fans were was. in the set yes, yes. yes. Geez, they're oh. probably leaving the universe. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Jonah. Thank you for staying up so late, Jonah. Jonah. Oh, hi,
3: Jonah. Hello,
0: Jonah. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, Do we just want to get into it? Because this is going to be, I think, a long episode. Because this this episode of Kenobi was so good. There's a yeah, lot I to personally talk about. Think, yeah. I, mean, I it was, think it was a ride that began from done, but... the moment we got our first, like,
2: screen moment and I'm like okay here we go no <laughs> doubt
1: oh well actually so before good. we start um uh, mark and i recorded a discussion about this episode for awesome. octo radio with alden Yay. oh
3: my gosh how did i miss that it's already no. out
1: it's coming out this we weekend
2: this weekend, <gasps> this weekend.
1: yes it
2: was so cool to talk with alden <laughs> i talked
1: That's about awesome. i talked about conscient ethics and consequentialism.
3: I love oh. that, and I can't wait to learn about
0: consequential uh, Yep. <laughs>
1: consequentialism. first um,
0: conch- well, conch- Oh, Kantian conch- <laughs> ethics. I, I'm not even...
2: It's
1: the writings yes. of Immanuel Kant, who was an influential German philosopher.
0: Of Slam. course he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. I can't I wait to hear that i studied him
1: there was
2: there was smoke coming out of my ears by the time we finished that discussion because i could barely keep up with those two okay (laughs) you did
1: fine i
2: I love you both but i was like (laughs) i'm going to go lay
0: down now okay (laughs) i can only only imagine also real quick thank you for some (laughs) housekeeping because also i need to let everyone know that um i had to be a dad this week and it took priority over everything. It's been a, as I've been sharing lots of practices, lots of things, and now we're going on vacation and my work is very busy. So there is going to be no husband and husband on Monday. I feel terrible. I had to cancel my, um, my conversation with another queer (laughs) content creator, which we will be circling back to. Um, So I apologize. And also thank you to the person I was going to talk to for being um, understanding. And uh, yeah, so I'm a little bummed, but you know, that's all right. Okay. We're gonna be back. Yeah,
1: yeah we're gonna fight.
0: And, and I will also. The gays deserve a vacation too. There we Your go. Guy. And I will not be here next Friday, so the show's gonna be that much better next week to talk. I can't. I'm not even to be here to talk about the finale. I might. Or poppers. Where I'm at. Or poppers. <laughs> That's No. Death sniffs. Death. death, death sniffs. Sniffs. Oh yeah. Sorry. Death sniffs. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, anyways, I will not be here if I'm on the beach though, and my reception works. I'm gonna try to possibly like kind of call in we'll see how that works Perfect. all right let's get into this chase you weren't here last week so let's give us a no. recap real quick on on episode on part four what did you think of part four
3: um part four like overall thoughts were it was just it was just such an interesting and i talked about this on podcast but it, it was an interesting sort of journey for me because like i was really expecting those flashbacks and we didn't get the flashbacks and that is okay um but i was like i was just kind of like thrown for a loop as to what what that what the pacing of that episode was and what the vibe of that vibe of that episode was but what i love so much about it is as the episode went on i fell more and more in love and as as i turned off the episode which is this is the thing brian you talk about a lot is like I really chew on this show in a way I don't chew on other Star Wars content. Like it really Mm. sits with me for a long time and my um, opinions and emotions around it really like develop around over time, which is really cool. And I think the mark of a really, really,
0: really successful show. hundred percent. Yep. hundred percent. Love it. We agree. Yep. Emma, let's start with you for today. Okay. What was one of your favorite parts of this episode? Yes. I'm going to make you pick one. Again, like last week. <laughs>
1: um, my favorite part of this episode was, oh, I know. It was uh, Obi-Wan's parlay with Riva.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that. I want to, uh, let's discuss that. Chase, what were your thoughts on that? Because I have something to say. I was listening to a podcast today where they're talking about that scene. It's who's who's parlay with Riva. Oh, oh, oh,
1: sorry.
3: Obi-Wans. sorry. Obi-Wans. Oh, Obi-Wan's. Okay, parlay parley meaning like when the pirates say parlay and they talk before they fight, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was confused because i out here using words again. Okay, I'm on <laughs> oh, board. No, me with my words. <laughs> <laughs> no, beautiful words. But you know, my, my, I don't know, my rainbow brain can't keep up all the time. <laughs> but okay, great. Parlay. i love the parlay i will say like re-watching it i was kind of like is no one hearing this right now because she's like really loud like they're both like really loud but um i loved it i mean i think it was really really the one of the some of the strongest acting we've gotten from riva like it was like intense and you really felt like the pain there and like how trapped she feels like in her own body and like how I don't know, there was just such like a, a tenacity in her delivery of all those lines that was so, so intense and so amazing. And I also loved like like the concept of like Obi-Wan on the other side of the wall, kind of just like feeling her through the forest and kind of intuiting, you know what she's been through and what her end game is. So I thought it was amazing.
0: Yep, and it also led to one of the greatest queer readings of this episode. I'm not bringing myself to him. I'm bringing him to you. I mm-hmm. like, oh, slay Obi-Wan. That was specifically yeah, that was such a what gay I was move. thinking
1: of. Like that line. Oh, no, the part where they're like... actually,
0: yeah. It's so good. It's so good and it's so gay. So perfect. Love it. Love it. As Rebecca taught me on our latest episode of uh, Husband and Husband. Obi oh, Kenobi. Hilarious. <laughs> Never put those things together, but you know yeah yeah <laughs> uh mark how about you what was your favorite thing oh emma what did you what was your favorite part of that whole parlay
1: yeah it was when it was when obi Wan was like i'm bringing him to you
0: okay that oh. was so genius oh, i, I love that i'm oh it was great it was him. amazing so let me ask you guys something, because this is a podcast I was listening to today. They were bringing up that very uh, scene. They didn't use as fancy words as our beautiful canon queen M does, but n- no one does. And that's why we're great. Um, I was listening to someone and they were very annoyed that right after that is when Vader shows up, right? And we get the whole thing where we find out she's going to double cross him. She does the whole thing and he's like vader says to to Riva that he sensed that he knew that's what she was doing and how you know like he was like i can't believe you would think that i i wouldn't know that and they were upset that he was able to sense that that she was that young that young padawan but didn't sense leia just on the other side of his own daughter so i want to i have <clears throat> my reasoning of why that works just fine but let me start with you mark because Oh my God! And about about Hello. that in general. About that in yeah. general. Yeah. Hello, Nisa. Thank you also for staying up um, very late with us. I hope I mean, you not just some in, my, time. in my head? I just
2: break it down very simply in that. Well, Riva and and Bader have shared time together, and so you know, and 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 there's only so much that you can kind of push all those feelings and everything down. But it's also such a big goal that it's like they're wearing it. You know, mm-hmm. and so a force-sensitive person is going to be able to kind of be like, "What is it that I'm feeling?" I'm all, and if anybody knows anything about revenge or like the long game or anything, it's going to be Vader. You know, so yep, I I think that's why they they sense that maybe it's a it's almost like a, a camaraderie in that sense, and that's why they were able mm. to tap into it right away, right? But he's not aware. While he may know the existence of maybe um, uh, you know, the Organa child. He's not aware that that's his child at all, right? And he doesn't know to look for that presence, mind you. They might have like a force signature that they can tap into, right? But correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't all those people that were trying to escape force sensitive in one way or another? So how are you going to like uh, figure out yeah. one person in a sea of people like that? Yeah. It makes it easier to yep. hide somebody, so to speak. Because there's, it's like it's like you're you get lost in the din. There's a lot of voices speaking all at once, right? So unless yeah. you're looking for that specific voice, like you're you're not going to be able to zero in on that.
1: Yeah, it's actually that's, that's more how I it's actually more believable that anyway. Vader wouldn't sense her in that situation and wouldn't sense that he yep. that she was his daughter than it would when he's literally in her face in a new hope.
0: <laughs> as as Paul says here, he didn't sense Leia in a new hope either. Um mm-hmm. Sarah here says he didn't sense Leia because he wasn't looking for Leia like he did Luke. I think that's part of it, for sure. Um, Allison here says, I have a theory that Leia's force abilities include being able to unconsciously hide herself from the force. Ooh, I like Ooh. that. Nice. Ooh, I, I,
2: like love that. I love and that. I love that. And that kind
1: of subterfuge <laughs> would serve her for very well as a diplomat, too. So. Fuzzy Elf is there? 100%. <laughs> Our fuzzy
0: elf here says, Vader never tapped into Leia's force, force vibe. Even when he was personally torturing her in A New Hope, hundred percent. Chase, do you have any feelings on this? Your I opinion? mean, I just
3: think he was told that like that Padme died and the kids died and like that that no one survived and it wasn't until it wasn't even until after A New Hope that he was like tipped off that that person that blew up the Death Star might have been a Skywalker, right? It was
1: Boba Fett. That is a
3: yep. Right, right. So the point is, this happens after A New Hope. So I think he just is like, he's living in the world where he's very alone and very isolated. And I think that he's cut himself off to the idea of any family. I think he really lives in a solitary place, which adds to that. And again, like Mark said, like, I think he probably had some interaction with the younglings and with Reva. And so, like, I think would much easily be able to, like, recognize the, I guess, force energy off of her. But um, I kind of love the idea of, like, in the finale, like vader getting confused by some sort of force vision with padme because especially Mm. if like leia ends up on tatooine we don't know like where she's gonna end up but like wherever she ends up but if like you have both those kids on tatooine at the same time anakin's from tatooine (laughs) like you get all of this like energy padme's visited so like i would love a very confusing force vision that like Mm. almost like throws vader off of his game i think would be really really cool to see
0: Oh my god, I love that. You're see, right. It doesn't take much that. to throw
2: him off his game. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so
0: but I think some of the answers what you were just kind of maybe alluding to a bit there, Mark. Like Vade part of Vader's problem is he thinks he's always always has the upper hand, even when he doesn't. And his arrogance was his wife told him mm-hmm. there's only one. He doesn't think that there could be two because he got the answer. So why ask any more questions? That's part of what Anakin's failure is is not being able to look at past what's right in front of him that's like we learned that in the duel between him and obi-wan i Mm. also think there's something to the fact that reva knows who darth vader is reva knows what anakin did to her so Mm. vader sensing that in her leia has no idea that anakin skywalker was her father she knows that she's adopted, Mm. but she doesn't know who the father is. So he's not gonna be able to sense that from her. The only time the Vader doesn't pick up on Leia until Luke does, which is why Obi-Wan and Yoda never told Luke that he had a sister. Luke figured it out. And because Luke figured it out, Vader was able to pull it off of his feelings, right down to the, your feelings betray her too. Mm. So you have a sister twin sister, (laughs) If you will not fall to the dark side, perhaps she will. Never. Then we get the lightsaber fight ever, all to protect Leia because she's wonderful. It was beautiful, and Brian. To protect Leia, was it? Thank you, thank yeah, you. Was, I don't know if totally I got was. all the quotes right, but it was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> but that, when I was listening to them today, talk about that, I'm like, that to me, I don't know. I was like, why would this annoy you? Like, this is really well yeah. I, get,
3: I mean i get it as like a first thought you know what i mean like at first on the surface it does seem kind of like hmm. like I, or you'd like maybe want that but maybe. after like unpacking it as we all do with our steam queens <laughs> like i think it makes sense that it, it makes total sense that it hasn't happened and that he hasn't felt that
0: yep 100 percent. i agree that's why we're i thank you friends i love being able to do this with all of you Me too. uh chase yeah what was your favorite what give us a favorite moment from this episode
3: um okay so besides um Leia saying i'm gonna need a ladder everything that was everything (laughs) to me i rewound and watched her say it like three times (laughs) um i think it's tied between bale's like hollow message i just really loved and then also kenobi kenobi realizing i kind of like this is you guys are kind of going to figure out what my my little Kenobi kink is, but I loved like him, like realizing something is wrong at the end of the episode. And the music was insane. Like Natalie Holt killed it, like insanely amazing. The music at the end of that episode and just him being like something's wrong again, kind of like that Peter Tingle vibe in um, No Way Home, where the it's just really uncomfortable and like dissonant and. Oh, just like Kenobi, kind of realizing something's wrong and trying to play it off. Like, well, maybe it's fine. It's like, no, girl, you your life has been cursed since the day you joined the Jedi Order. <laughs> like, poor Obi Wan Kenobi's been through so much. Yep. But yeah, I think the ending was just ep- epic to me. I have a question, real quick.
2: I wonder is this is it common in a lot of Force users, or is it just more an Obi Wan thing where he's able to sense from far away that something has gone really wrong? I know Leia does it at times with like family members, right? Or like when mm-hmm. somebody really close is gone. Yoda does the same thing, too, with like a horrific incident, but seems like he's always like in tune with like a grand event, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but again, it, it is, It I guess it's just tapping into the force. It probably speaks to you, like it lets you know something's wrong, right? But if you're very sensitive to it and allow yourself to tap into that, you're going to feel it more than others. So I've answered mm-hmm. my own question. Never mind, folks. What's the line? No. You talked it out. It was good. <laughs>
1: What line?
0: <laughs> it's like a uh, a thousand voices a thousand voices yeah. yeah that's, yeah. that's yeah. exactly what i was thinking of that's yeah. the moment i was yeah. thinking so the destruction good. of Alderon. but i mean that's a once, bit different right? though like
1: mm-hmm. the Alderon is like becomes an actual wound in the force which is like a huge
2: yeah you know, and that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense right that makes perfect sense but i'm just wondering like yeah i was just wondering in general like when, when something like that happens and something's up again, it's like that, you know, the, the Peter Tingle, right? Well, you know? yeah, I felt yeah. I felt
3: in this situation, like you said, like Leia has it with like family. Yoda has it with yeah. people that he's known for a long very long time and are like family. And I think that like Obi-Wan, I think Obi-Wan really thinks of Anakin and Padme's children as like his own like I really think yeah, he feels like a godfather sense. he really feels like an uncle and so I think it's that family bond where it's like the reason he's sensing something's is wrong is doesn't has to have to do with like the event of Re- Reva seeing yeah. the message it's I think it's more of like the the imminent danger that these kids are in and Luke yeah. is his number one priority And Leia at this point, I think, is equal to number one priority with Luke, which is amazing. Um, But yeah, I think I think he just is realizing, oh, God, like I have this. I have one of the kids right here, but the other kid is back home and he is in danger, girl. So I think it's like the family ties that keep that force coming.
0: You know, I think that Obi-Wan didn't allow himself to think of those children as his own or being an an Uncle Kenobi or any of those things. Until my favorite moment from last week when Leia held his little hand and, like, yeah. she needed him. And I think that was where, and that was where everything changed, everything started changing. Yep. And then we get Tala in this episode saying, you know, the great thing, the, the great line she has and says, the force, you know, may the force be with you. And if you can help people, you do, like a very Rose Tico moment. Like, but it, it allowed Obi Wan to get where he went, you know? And uh, I do think now it's more of, he sees them as for me my read is that like he sees the ability to redeem Anakin in a way that he can by helping his children and redeem Padme and her loss and give them purpose. Um And I think Obi-Wan's becoming less, less selfish when these things happen because I yeah. think the, I think the Jedi are very selfish and their selflessness. They become very selfish. <clears throat> I think. And I like what I like, what uh, Nisa says here. Uh, the fact that he could, and also thank you for, I love that you changed your name for, as this steam queen to Nisa, Naomi, thank you. I love it. Appreciate it. Uh, the fact that he, that he could sense that he, the fact that he could sense that shows how he's allowing himself to be in touch with the force again. I don't mm. think he could have felt that at the start of the show. I like that. That's a, lot a great point. I, That's a great point. I mean, his hair even looked more combed now in this episode. He was like, "Oh yeah, he's turning like so much more Jedi like throughout the whole show." Yeah, there was like some subtle mullet vibes coming back.
2: Yeah, he had a shower; he's not stinky anymore. The hair's done a little more, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you just said shower, and I forgot to bring this up last week during episode four because I was really upset, mad, and angry. Like yellow Sith eyes were starting to pop out because how dare they! Put Obi-Wan Kenobi in a back to tank and put him in gym shorts. Well I where mean, were the tidy whities in the back to tank? Not gym shorts.
3: It was a choice.
0: It was and a bad one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, I love you. I think you're doing great work. But <clears throat> girl, you dropped the ball there. You dropped the shift knob that you gave to Grogu in that scene right there. I was I was really <laughs> upset. I was like, come on now. And we all know Ewan McGregor is not afraid to show any bits. He would No, been but using like maybe he, was, right.
1: maybe he was between waxes or something. That could have been it. That
2: all could, the more reason you know, in between too waxes. Too busy, like, you know, making the episodes mm-hmm. and he was not able to go to his wax appointment and yeah, no, see, Okay,
0: here we go. We're doing the work again of real queer people. At least I am. Um, <laughs> we all know, I think I'm very, I've made it very well known on the show that I'm cheap i don't i like the word cheap so i say this is a good place right so sometimes when a dude forgets the waxing as you would say M, I i look at it as a free floss you go down there and it's like lol you get to a little extra falsing or fa- not falsing flossing a little are we extra talking floss. about
2: the twos and six here <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> yep Just Ever saying. the opportunist, so yep. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's why
0: we weren't void- invited to a uh, summer camp, Star Wars. <laughs> well, that's why. yeah.
2: <laughs> we are in rare okay. form
0: tonight, y'all. I'm about to go on vacation. <laughs> I see. Here we go! Oh my god! oh See, oh, now you've traumatized speaking
1: of trauma, now you've traumatized everyone in the steam room, Ryan. I hope you're proud of yourself.
0: <laughs> Just put steam back in steam. There we go. All right, Mark. <gasps> yes. give us a favorite moment. So, I have to
2: say Chase, thank you for bringing that up about like how we Taking the, the episode more and more as time goes on, because yeah. like my thoughts on it at first, like I needed to kind of stew on it. And like it literally was like hours later, it all hit me. And I'm like, I started processing it all more and more. And I'm like, I really love that episode. Like these, you know, so overall, it's hard to pick a yeah. particular moment. But the one of Vader on the bridge with the hyperspace, right? Somebody posted online that there's a scene just like that with um Ahsoka, right? Oh, I From, Yeah, yeah. And so... It was Season beautiful to like, see the, the parallel there, right? Um, that's another big thing I noticed about this episode. Again, the echoes, the rhyming, right? It's all mm-hmm. poetry. It's all there. I mean, this is like, I, dare I say, one of the most George Lucas-like episodes we've seen?
3: I agree. So, I yeah. totally okay. get that. Yeah.
0: Almost. Put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> because my least favorite thing is going to go with that. But maybe there's a okay. reason. So I'm okay. open to reasoning. I'm okay. open to it. <laughs> but my favorite. Is really, really difficult. And I think this is going to really surprise people. That have followed the show long enough. Because I'm not really a pew 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 person. I'm not a huge fan of the Rogue One scene. In the hallway, which I know is like a hot take. But when Vader pulled that ship down. And not Ooh. only pulled it down, like ripped the guts out. It made me H-word. I mean, you got it. was so it in it too. That I last can, yank, yes. you got the Vader yell. Oh it's like, yeah, hey. it was so I'm know. looking I'm feeling I my <laughs> the legs on my hair are standing up right now. It was so good because like yeah. where <laughs> where rogue one didn't work for me the same way is because vader is very selfish and i felt like that was like he wasn't as invested into the death star as maybe everybody else was that's clear as day you know he doesn't believe in this technological terror that they've constructed it's nothing with the might of the force or whatever that line is but whatever this was like passion of like he is not going to slip through my fingers again he just bested me again and maybe there was a little bit of like good on you brother like good on you That was... okay you got me again I right was... exactly I... we, we were exactly. sharing that force memory with the lightsaber yep. duel on the on the balcony you did it again good on you but he was like pissed like like he got away from me again so like i believe that power invader when it's selfish and then it's like for him it was it was really intense because like look we knew they were going to get away but did any? I didn't pick up. There was gonna be another ship taken off. I thought they're. Oh, how are they gonna get out of this? Berkeley oh, Parabon literally, this when you started crazy. ripping off
3: those doors, I was like, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, no. I was like, really? Is really? They, just, like they kill everyone? Like, yeah, ugh. they could
2: have cut it right there, and it would have been like the old serials were like, will they get away? You know, like <laughs> until <laughs> yep. next time. You know, you get the answer mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So yep. That yep. Was, it was well played very well it was
0: just it was so intense it was you could feel the rage like spewing from the, the the television it was so good it was so good
3: and it it right. made the moment with Riva even better because you knew oh. how angry he was. And then so for Riva to start the shit that she started oh right God. afterwards, yes. I was like, this is not the time, girl. I'm right. sorry. I would
2: have been like, <laughs> this can wait. Yeah. Like,
3: yep. Let's circle back to that next episode. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Talk about putting a pin in it. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We've killed Brian. It's like we've okay. killed Brian. Um, but while Brian coughs, I guess we could talk about. Are we going to talk about credit, like moments that we'd critique, or like parts of the show that maybe like we would critique if we were to have one?
1: I I vote that Chase become the new host of this show.
0: Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> I'm here for that. Is that a vote yes. of no confidence on no, Brian? Uh, no, hey.
1: Brian is the captain of this ship forever. <laughs> i'm grateful to brian and i love brian hey jar
0: jar i i loved you jar jar but you're not welcome here right now nope i don't need a second vote of no confidence um (laughs) wait no is that is that yeah anyways okay um yeah chase now let me take this one only because we're talking about reva and now twice with that great thing here's my one critical moment from this episode yes and it's small but it really drove me nuts and it didn't happen once it happened twice and to circle back to the George Lucas thing because this felt very not George Reva's dueling also before I get to the bad part I just want to talk about how hot she looked when she's like crawling around on the ground like striking low it was so it was like oh my god like this is like you are just hot like oh my god hot love it great beautiful perfect but she loses right she loses her saber And Darth Vader in, like, such a Darth Vader, not even, like, an Anakin move of, go ahead, he tosses a saber, give it your best shot, give it your best swing, girl, you ain't got nothing, go ahead. Then the camera pans down on it. And what does she do? She bends over and picks it up.
3: Oh, instead of yeah yeah
0: what what was like if it was george lucas you know what it would have done it would have slipped, flipped around you would have seen like you know a uh triple decker sow cow whatever from the olympics and and it would have flown around everywhere i was like yeah that was annoying and weird and felt awful and then she does it again the bitch got stabbed through the gut and she's like oh look someone left their cell phone there's a message on here let me crawl across the dirt to pick up the cell phone like She'll yeah, it it's like to you. It drove right? me nuts. So I'm hoping that someone very smart is going to say why it worked. Yeah, I mean, it adds to her character, sure, but you know what? She's a show off. Mm-hmm. She's a show off. She cut someone's hand off to prove a point. Chase, go ahead. True.
3: I was going to say that I I cannot speak to the the um the hollow like cell phone thing. I don't know why she didn't like get that. I mean, I guess you could just like write it off as she was like wounded and like didn't feel strong enough to like use the force to grab it. But with the lightsaber pickup, it didn't bother me that much because it felt as if she was like, that was a she was scared honestly Mm. like i think she came out really strong against vader then was humbled very quickly and realized oh shit maybe i shouldn't be doing this he threw it down at her and it's like if she i think if there was a different emotional state she was in if she was still like let's go let's go she would just like you know sucked up with the force and started attacking but i think this was really a moment for her being like this is Scary, and I'm just going to think and process and pick this up. Does that make sense? So for me, it, w- it showed that mm-hmm. she was um a lot more afraid mid battle okay. than she was at the top of it, and so she just grabbed with her hand.
0: I like that. I like that better than than uh, too weak to pull the cell phone because a few episodes ago we saw her like chopping down things, running in between buildings. Like girl knows how to use the force. Yeah, and you know, grabbing sure. a little cell sure. phone from two feet away doesn't seem like it seems right. more work to pull yourself right. across the floor. But yeah. and it was, you know, is that really an important critique? No, but did it really pull me out of the episode for a second? Sure did.
1: I have two yeah. things to say about it.
0: <laughs> Love it. I have. Fire I have. Away. So
1: I have. There's actually, I think, there's two reasons behind it. The first reason is not that she had to pick it up, but that she. They weren't going to use the visual of her calling it to her hand because they were already using the the image of calling a saber to their hand when Obi-Wan disarmed Anakin that way and and Vader disarmed Reva that way.
3: That's a good that point. That visual
1: okay. was already taken. In the script and the fact that they repeated it. Mm. So they had Obi-Wan do it to Anakin and then Vader do it to Reva. I think that was significant. Mm. So they I think they wanted to preserve the significance of that visual. The other thing, the other reason why I I think it had to be, it had to be her picking it up was because it's supposed to be a visual representation of when someone throws down the gauntlet. And you pick up the goblin yeah, in order to do that, all that. I
3: love that the most. So it was yeah. like
1: a, it's like a, 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 what's the word that I'm thinking of?
3: It's like a ceremonial
0: part of the bat, Exactly.
1: Maybe. Yes. That's exactly yeah, what I was trying to yeah. say. Thank you, Chase. Yeah.
3: No,
0: I, I lost totally love that. To you the know, no. actually, I love that. Nice. <laughs> I was going to say it's like a contrarian hypothesis. Mm. From the paper of George Contrarian written <laughs> in, <laughs> as a professor at uh at duke university in 1862
2: and um yeah I right. really, and not really know. bug me though like you know even finally getting you know the the cell phone so to speak and getting yeah. you know bale's what you're doing message to ben it's like no <laughs> yeah
0: okay i mean look it's dumb i know but this episode was no, so damn good I that mean, was really that was all i could hard find that I like, did, like. A, yeah i have
2: i mean i have a moment that that was like okay, that we'll went go, out a little too go. long. Yeah. Also, um so, and this is nothing against the... killing
0: Tala. Okay, yeah.
2: But I I think the that I wish they would have given little Leia a little more to do during the scene where she's kind of poking around trying mm. to turn everything on. It just seemed like it's the same thing repeated over and over again. I was I, would, I wanted to see her tinkering a little more so to speak, right? Because it's in their nature as anakin's kids they just that's that's who they are right so i would have liked to have seen them kind of make it giving a little more to do than just kind of looking around and looking like they're looking in the same space like they've missed it so many times that it's right there in front of them all the time that was a little weird to me that's a great point yeah and i did like though because we finally got to see lola come out in her uh dead mouse form you know, um, <laughs> which they need to give me Lola better come with dead mouse form. Otherwise, I'm not going to buy it. So, oh,
0: you know, like but my Deadmau5 God, Lola, I should say yeah. um, <laughs> everyone after this stream, please go listen to dead mouse and cascade team up of. I remember it is one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> it's so good. I love me some dead mouse like big time. And that song I remember. I remember you, Tala, and I'll never forget you. I love you. Um, Also, but I would say that's also very George Lucas, because as you're saying that, I was like, I was on board with you. I was agreeing. I was like, oh, yes. But she is her mom, her her mom's daughter, right? And Padme only needs to hit one button. On that Nabooian space cruiser to do a lot of different things. Exactly, so. like
2: everything starts. It takes off. It goes into hyperspace. Yes. and it's just like so. Actually, oh, I just felt like
0: with that yeah. one button, right?
3: Uh-huh. It's like <laughs> yes, smugglers like, run at galaxy's edge. Uh-huh. It's just it's the like sign poetry. that lights up. Yeah. Press it, and you're it's fine. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. So that's that's what I think it was. You know, that was that was equal parts Padme and Anakin in one move. Uh, Emma, give us something that that needed to be worked on a bit.
1: I loathe that we lost Tala.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. a hard loss. That's a really hard loss.
1: I hate mm-hmm. it. I'm like, thanks. I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it What's the it name of the droid again? Of, 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 uh, Ned, Tala's
2: droid again? Ned, Ned B. Ned B. Ned B. Right.
1: Yeah, okay. Ned B too. It always brings like, me up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Rose reminds me of the actor Ned Beatty. By the way, whenever I hear the name now, that's why. That's why I was like, I should remember that because that's how I was thinking of it last time. But it made me think of Ned. Beattie he was
1: also and wonderful. Beattie. I mean, I got to hear any of the right? things that he thought.
2: Yeah, yeah. It and said I, so much though. Said so much, and went out of he hero. Did.
0: Like I will say. Like that loss, at least, really, you felt it, and it really impacted the story. Um, yeah. Like we wouldn't, Obi Wan wouldn't have come out without the talk that she gave him beforehand. We have heard no one say "May the Force be with you" in this series until her. Yeah, like, so there was awesome. weight behind a way it. Way to go you know? out! Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the killing of Val felt like because why like mm. it didn't have a lot of emotional weight There what it didn't change anyone or anything you know like so <coughs> too many death sniffs so it felt <laughs> cheapened. i will
3: say i to- wish that i wish that we got like her backstory earlier but like earlier before she'd like i wish we had more time with her and her backstory before she was taken off the table because it made her that much more interesting and so they get the backstory and just have her like exit stage left the second after the backstory was a little bit frustrating but i don't know
0: it was uh, i mean i really wanted her in andor like, imagine, like, we I haven't was banking had
3: on her being an Andor. Yes. I was like counting on it.
0: Yes. We haven't had that. I'm glad you mentioned this, Sam. Like, I mean, you, we haven't had that before. Like, we haven't had like an infiltrator like that before. Like, like there was so much you could do with that. I don't know. And imagine first Garza like...
3: Flip and now Tala. We're losing our queen. You no, you're Flip's right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. She is the safe
0: house. <laughs> mm hmm. She had, um, she's our queen, right? She's like every pop diva. There Lady was, a, there was a trap door. There was a trap door there that like came down underneath the stage. We didn't see it, <laughs> but she hit it. it was like, whoop, and she exited real quick. <laughs> yep, yep. And then we'll see her coming down the swing somewhere else, like later. She was <laughs> like. Hit it, Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's how a season two of Book of Boba Pets should happen. Actually, It should just be a black screen. It should like we should,
1: have... <laughs>
0: and then it's just black, and the spotlight comes down, and then Carson I would
3: like just to see comes
0: it. down, and it's like hit it, Max, and then we get like a Dick Tracy moment where she like goes and leans on his like on his thing, like come on. Oh yeah, then, like, yeah, just, yeah, no, very think, much so. Yeah. And the Michelle Pfeiffer movie. <laughs> First, what is the Michelle Pfeiffer where she lays on the piano? Remember? Why I some big movie. I
2: No, no, Batman. I know and it's so funny the um the fabulous Baker mm-hmm. voice. That is where she there does that moment. Uh-huh. And from what I understand that piano is at the ranch in one of the bungalows there. And I'll let you know why I know that later.
0: Oh so a friend, let me know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um anything else we want to say? before we get into uh, the heavier subjects that I think this show, this this episode in particular, did really, really well.
3: well. Um, I'll just say my one qualm was like the volume. We need to turn down the oh volume my God, I'm on sorry. the volume. I'm sorry, I forgot to ask because, your qualm. Yes. Oh no, that's fine, that's fine. But like, <clears throat> there was a shot and it was like, all the stormtroopers are like, damn, they really had all the stormtroopers out there. But then they like turned around and I was like, oh no, that's just a screen of stormtroopers and i hate that i know that but it's like you can just tell like you can just tell you can tell like maybe they should never have published like how they do this <laughs> i don't know what it is but like it is hard when you like they like have all the stormtroopers over here and they turn around and then it's like no that's just the screen of stormtroopers like when you're when they're yeah, reacting yeah, it's yeah. just it's that's a lot that goes hand
2: in hand with learning more about film though just in general because once you know yeah. does, how the no, magic totally. trick is done you know like I kind of wish I didn't know that, even though I I I do know it. That's cool. 100 percent Damn. <laughs> okay. I wish everyone... I, I honestly,
3: if
0: I could delete that from my, from, from my brain, I would. I don't want to know the
3: volume.
0: <laughs> mute yeah. if you have not been to Galaxy's Edge, mute this for about 10 seconds. Three, two, one, mute. You know what it reminded me of, Chase? And only because maybe what? it's because we just lived this experience. But when we enter right. the Rise of the resistance and all the stormtroopers standing there, like I was like, oh my god, it's animatronic star- yes. stormtroopers.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely has that moment. Mm-hmm. It has that moment yeah. for sure. There's some theme park. I energy. will say,
0: <laughs> I will say, like I know, like there there's conversation about Vader's voice. Is it James Earl Jones? Are they using the computer? Are they using AI? I know we had the conversations with Luke about the de aging. I know there's been conversations that they didn't de age. Uh, Hayden Christensen, all that's fine for me. Like I I don't even mind. I love it when Star Wars pushes things forward. It's one of my biggest critiques of the sequel trilogy that I didn't feel they were pushing technology forward. So when Star Wars pushes technology forward and they're the first to do some of these things or early adopters, like it's not going to be perfect, but I give them props for for pushing forward anyway. So that stuff for me never bothers me. But I will say... The volume seems very hard to work in i get it because like our boy lady gaga director did not understand how to use it book of Fat was not good visually like at all bryce dallas howard great with it deborah chow great they know how to use the volume they know how to and i'm sure it's a, it's got to be a whole new skill set right but i will say that there are scenes that they shoot that feel very small. Every time people are running, like even Leia, when she was running through the forest and like flea and the red hot chili peppers were chasing her. Like it felt kind of small, like they can't run that far. And so there's like a lot of little quick shots, but it all looks kind of the same. And the whole thing, when the stormtroopers were coming in and they're like six inches away and they're still shooting each other, like they're 20 feet away. It, (laughs) I feel like you can feel the restrictions of the volume in those moments. And it's not working. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yep. so that's just, yep. that's, they'll figure that part out, but I will like, yeah, a hundred percent. Actually, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Get your Kleenex, everyone. Cause some of this stuff, this might get a little heavy oh, for a minute because <clears throat> I think this show, this episode, the show in general, but this episode really in particular is handling trauma in this really really beautiful and honest and tragic way and there is something so heartbreaking about that duel that they kept flashing back to between Obi-Wan <clears throat> and Anakin because it was such a beautiful setting like it looked so beautiful it lo- it was straight out of attack of the clones like the lighting it just felt it was so it was I was watching the prequels. Like I was watching it happen, but there was so much darkness and sadness between the two of them. You could tell that the, the, I don't know what happened before that, but you could tell in that duel that their, their relationship was starting to splinter Mm -hmm. and it was just under the surface. And, those two did such a beautiful job expressing that. And I loved the back and forth that Vader and Obi-Wan were thinking about it kind of at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they share our true trauma bond. And this is something that I like know way too well. And it's something that I had never really known about until becoming a dad. Um, and it's I don't want to talk about everything because it's too much and it It has affected our family very very much and one of the worst things ever in my life but sometimes when people go through trauma and I and we know how a lot of us feel about the and they're ripped from their families and it's just all traumatic to begin with, and Jedi are, are I'm sure, healing from that trauma forever. I mean, we see Obi-Wan talking about it. It was the first time we saw a hero Jedi actually reflecting on not remembering their family, not remembering a brother. Like, they carry that with them. You know, yep. the, when we met them in the prequels, it was like not a big deal. They even kind of glossed over it a lot of times in the Clone Wars. We experienced that with the clones, but never the Jedi, and it was a really touching thing and and there's this thing called trauma bonding that when two people experience a tremendous amount of trauma together that when they are with one another that trauma is just real and so the other person reminds them of whatever happened and they feed off of it and they it is they they're they're brains are connected and that emotional scar is shared between the two of them and they're unable to get away from, from it's like, it's happening right now. And that vision that they were having together was just like this real trauma bond of these moments that the two of them can't get away from one another. And it's the thing that's pushing them to the darkness. You know, I mean, it's pushing Anakin straight in to the darkness and he's a sith and it's pushing obi-wan so far away that he's like lost the ability to use the force because he doesn't know how to deal with that <clears throat> and it's just like again like i said i know it way too well and it's the hardest thing i've ever had to experience in my entire life and it really brought me there and i think it's handling it really really well and in a very um honest way and is treating it with a lot of respect, you know, like I think people and rightly so, criticize people for feeling sympathetic for Anakin after slaughtering the younglings and stuff, but this ep- like that just really allowed there to be grieving between the two of them for what had happened. And it's not giving permission or excuses for the choices they made, but it's like giving you an understanding that something is deeply flawed between the two of them. And they will never, ever, ever have a good relationship. I mean, their their bond was and Anakin lost someone that could have been his father. And Obi-Wan lost someone that could have been his father. And that's what literally brought them together was the death of a father. Like, I mean, talk about resentment on both sides that they were never able to heal from. And then they're in the Jedi Order who tells them not to love anything. And they can't probably talk it out. You know, there's no therapy in the Jedi. Like, no, you should be able to get over it. There's none of that going on. And it just was really tragic. I haven't seen the relationship like that presented that way before. Um, But that's like a very personal story. But I know like a lot of queer people, we come out, it's traumatic. Our whole lives are filled with trauma. And Mark, I'm excited to hear you speak to this too. And I think a lot of queer found families are built on that shared trauma. And that's kind of what unites a lot of people together. And then, you know, our little queer siblings help us through that trauma together. And um, I think there's something that we can probably all share for people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really I love that this show is really about that. And this episode handled it so well. But like, yeah what is your relationship with trauma and healing through it and all of those things that like as a queer person?
2: I, I Annette, am I talking about like, should more personal experience or like yeah, whatever, whatever, general, you, like
0: whatever you feel comfortable with. I mean, honestly, I think I it's something all of us can relate to.
2: Yeah. I think it's a combination of things. If you're thinking about trauma and everything, I mean, it's the fact that, I mean, I had to spend a lot of time hiding who I was for a long time before I was comfortable enough to be able to come out and be myself. And even then I did everything that when I needed to hide that I was ready to do that. Right. When needed to, when I found myself surrounded by too many straight guys where I thought this might be a problem, you know, I automatically went into that mode without even thinking about it. A lot of times things were kind of out of my mouth that I wasn't even planning on saying, but automatically was there because that was the response that I was so used to having for these types of situations right um so it's tough if if you know whether there's a lot of bullying there when you're younger or whatever it may be but just the fact that you can be so afraid of letting somebody see you and then you're so used to that that it takes a long time to finally shed that and then when you finally get to a point We're like, why did I do that to myself? That's also Mm -hmm. another part of the healing, but it's also a little frustrating because it can really, really, really mess with your head because you feel like you kind of did that to yourself too, you know? But again, it's like, sometimes it takes a long time to get to that point. I'm very, very happy that I'm much better now than I ever have been, Um but it took a long time. It took a lot of like working through it. There were a lot of disappointments within myself for for still hiding when I should have been okay to just say screw it and just do it right. Um, so again, there is that being treated a certain way, having to hide yourself and everything, and then there's your own healing process. And sometimes you stop yourself from getting there sooner than you need to, and that's also you know a, a part of the problem you have to deal with um yeah. on your journey some people are a lot yep. better about it you know some people and some people are not um and some people never quite get over it at all you know and carry it with them the rest of their lives um and it, in, it informs their relationships how they connect with people or not because you might push everybody away you know yep because you don't want to I mean, get hurt you don't want anybody to use any of that against you you don't want um it to come back and 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 haunt you again there's no need to make new bad memories of that sort of the kind that hurt you before so yep. 100%. um 100 but yeah i mean overall like i said i'm i'm super happy where i'm at with myself now because um it, it could have really went bad you know and it causes a lot of people to harm themselves you know whether and that can lead into a cycle of like if you come from a family where there might be substance abuse, it can lead you down that path as well too, you know, and, and you, it's a vicious cycle, you know, and you never get out of it. Yeah. And that's how you deal with it. And, you know, some people don't make it out of it, you know? Um, yep. but I'm, I'm very thankful that I had the support from the people around me, even that sometimes I didn't take that hand that that was being held out to me because I was still too afraid. Um, so, you know, there's reason why some people don't come out until way later in life until they feel it's really safe for them to get to that point. Um, but yeah, I probably rambling for too long on the subject. That's great. Those are my thoughts on, on the matter.
0: (laughs) But I think like you've been, you've been kind of saying, you know, like you can put a mask on, you can hide yourself and hide from those emotions. And that's very much what, anakin is doing with vader i mean it's a literal mask but it's also the mask that he's hiding who he was and and Mm. not dealing with those things and i love what what uh nisa brings up here (laughs) one of the biggest pushes to the dark side for anakin was yoda telling him to just get over his Mm -hmm. mom's death it made him need to hide even more and run into palpatine's arms 100 percent. and i think as as Rebecca and I were just speaking about this when we were talking about being queer in the workplace and queer people. So oftentimes are told to just, well, get over it. Well, get over it. Well, oh yeah, I know you need to not use that bathroom, but just get over it. You can walk a little farther and it's not to the extreme of, you know, lying about the death of your, or hiding from the death of your mother. But like, it's this reminder that you're just less than all the time and we should just hide this and it should be a we should be able to get over that. And I think that's it's that line. It's things like that that for me as a young queer person, when these movies, the prequels were coming out like that, just I think that's what really put me put the bad taste for the Jedi in my mouth. I was like, oh, my God, like I have been told. Oh, well, I love that you're gay, but you can't be that gay here. You got to hide it for me because I don't know how it's mm-hmm. going to affect me. Oh, we're going to my family's house now or we're over here and you got to hide it. And it's just so degrading. And it's and where do you go? Like, where do you go with that? You know, luckily for me, I feel like I'm the product of George Lucas. And I just learned to raise a middle finger and say, well, then no. And now I'm just going to do something just to like almost purposefully just to tick you off because you told me I couldn't do it. And it might not be like the greatest, but that's, I think how I kind of learned to get through a lot of those things. Emma, how about you? Is there anything like experiences that you've had that, that maybe this episode like brought out in you or any of those things?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about this before I have a lot of trauma in my past and um, I relate to a lot of Star Wars, actually I relate to a lot of Star Wars villains because (laughs) as we're discussing with Anakin, like so many of them just didn't get their emotional needs met and that was what Mm -hmm. happened to me you know and it's funny because it it's so easily it's easy to gloss over and it's it's like it's so easy for people to miss because it's like not some big dramatic thing like getting your hand chopped off you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like there's so many moments there's there were so many moments in my life where if people just asked me why like why are you doing this or like like what what is your understanding of the world like what do you think the world is like like tell me how you see things. If people had asked me those questions, things would have been way better for me, but nobody ever did.
0: Yep, You and I have these conversations as parents because as a parent, I can now understand when I'm frustrated and my buttons have been pushed too much. (laughs) I can get frustrated with my kids and not ask those questions. But luckily for me, And this is where you and I have had those conversations. We're able to step back and go, oh, wait, we messed up. We need to go back and ask those why questions, you know, like. And it is incredibly important, you know, I think. And I can see it with my kids. Who, I mean, they've been with us long enough now that they don't really remember a lot of the other places they came to. But I know like. And it's something I bring this stuff up a lot About other I, I you know I'm in a lot of foster parent groups and and all that advice and, and I hear so many foster parents new and ones that have been doing it for a long time that are like the should statements are always happening well they should know better they should know this I'm like okay well um they shouldn't have been removed from their parents probably either and their parents shouldn't have chosen drugs over their children their parents shouldn't have done this they shouldn't have done that like none of that should have happened they they haven't been taught th- that way and if if you don't know how many foster families were they in before they came to your house that had this set of rules or that set of rules, like that's not fair for you to put that on. Why don't you ask why, ask those why, why questions. And I remember some of my kids, they didn't understand for a long time. Like no one had ever asked those things and you know, and they, and foster kids in particular get so skilled at, at being little chameleons and can just kind of fall in line real quick. And it's just, It's so sad when that happens, you know, and I see that I see that in Anakin. I feel like every time he especially around Padme and like, well, Lord knows Padme's perfect and she's queen. But like, (laughs) I feel like he would stop who he was to try to impress her because he was like taught by Yoda at that young age to hide how you're really feeling. So I, I would like, especially in the Clone Wars, like the Clone Wars handled that side of Anakin really well. He would just like kind of fall in line to Padme. And I think she unintentionally didn't do enough asking about him. Sometimes she she was such a boss that she just kind of led. She just kind of led and it was with good intentions. But I think he just kind of followed a lot of times. And I don't think he ever felt worthy of her. And she probably loved him so much that she didn't recognize that he didn't feel worthy of her sometimes. I don't know. Chase, how about you? Did, Did this bring out anything?
3: yeah yeah i will say one of like another favorite part that's related in this episode is like when anakin is like having the time of his life because he like enjoys the battle, he enjoys competition. He enjoys winning. And when he thinks he bests Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan is like, no, you dummy dumb. Like you can really see the hurt in Anakin's face. And it's like such a sad moment. It's like one of my favorite Anakin moments now. It's like, you. he just looks at him like, he's like, oh my God. He's like, "I here I am like thinking like you're gonna be proud of me. I was gonna impress you. Like I was gonna get validated by you. And he looks so heartbroken when he looks at Obi-Wan. And that part is just so sad to me. Oh. And then also on top of that, what,
1: go ahead. I was gonna say, and he's and he straight up tells him like this is why you're still a Padawan.
3: Yeah, no, and he yes, knows, yes, and yes. like and yeah. he
1: knows. I'm sure he knows at this point that Anakin feels ready. You know, and and we're yes. also gonna yeah. see like the fallout of when they refuse to put Anakin on the council too. It's like, you know, he's obviously frustrated by these things and by his lack of advancement. And so for Obi-Wan to close yeah. out that whole interaction with, that's why you suck, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's oh really God, yeah. devastating.
2: But, yeah. Because it's pressing yeah, a looked, button. I, that, it's like pressing a button. That yeah. Like, well, the look on his face, like, as he's told this, right, is one of acknowledgement. He knows he's still learning. But you can tell under the surface it's already bubbling up there. There's resentment. And it's like, I I don't like that I should be further along, like he says later, and I'm not. And and again, Obi-Wan is holding me back, right? It's that's yep. gonna be on repeat until we get He's to holding me back. You know the big duel. So
0: I think like this is one of the things I love about this longer form of Star Wars storytelling is we're getting those moments like that would have never happened in the prequels. It's also probably not George's style. He likes his old wooden acting a little bit like. Those two actors delivered on this scene so much. I agree with you, Chase. It's one of like the best scenes. And you just said something about which I've never thought about until you just said it. When when Obi Wan wasn't there for him again. When he didn't get a seat on the council. Can you also imagine how that would have made Anakin feel knowing that he did the same thing to Ahsoka? <laughs> like he wasn't there for her either. And I've never really thought of it that way, I don't think. But oh, my God. Anyways, OK, Chase, go ahead. I'm sorry for the, the Yeah, no, the side I road I we think all just the
3: prequels. Gave us, I think the prequels gave us a lot of like Anakin's for anger and frustration, but this one scene in the one shot, even before he says you'll always be a Padawan. It's like, it's just like when Anakin's like, oh, I just won. It's like, you could just see, like, you get more of the hurt vibes, I think, in this Mm -hmm. episode. You get a lot more of the sad Anakin, which is really, I think, impactful. Um, Also, to add to their shared trauma and trauma bonding, it's like they've also lost the love of their lives. So there's also that. Um, um, I was going to try and talk about, though, like, yeah. I was also going to talk about one thing that, like, really hit me this episode is just, like, people's trauma responses and how you respond to trauma in your life because i think typically like two extremes of trauma responses are like completely shutting shutting down or like doubling down and like really digging your heels in the dirt so it's Mm -hmm. kind of interesting because like obi-wan really goes the shutdown route you know through his trauma he just decides fuck whoop, screw it <laughs> i'm just gonna turn myself off to the forest i am okay. shutting that down whoop. that part of my life down <laughs> Luke did the same um, thing. and then you see people like yeah yes yes and you can see people like riva and vader who decide to double down and like say no like i'm gonna keep like it's a it's a certain stubbornness and an emotional stubbornness and like a you know both people i think are refusing to process their trauma and Obi-Wan through the show is finally starting to process his trauma. And Reva, I think, is starting to process her trauma, which is why I think she will get a redemption in the last episode. Um, anyway, so, like, we're getting, like, this... I think just the way that sh- the show embodies trauma response is a really cool thing, and it's very mm-hmm. relatable. So I think that was, uh, yeah, just, like, one of my favorite parts of the show.
0: Yeah, it's just... it's I... Honestly... Like, I've said this a few times. I've tweeted it out. Like, even I'm going to be real honest here. I love the three of you. I love our Steam Queens. But these last five episodes have been really hard for me to talk about because I am not ready to talk about the show. Like, I'm not ready. Like, I am still holding it so close right here because, Mm. like, I this is going to go down, I think, is. One of my favorite Star Wars things ever. Like, it's just really serving me something that Star Wars doesn't always serve. And it's really is these, like you said, Chase, like, it's really beautiful. It's giving you very, very, very unique perspectives because we have the time. Like, mm-hmm. one of the things I love about Star Wars is that it doesn't give you the time because we bring our own things into it. And it really, as I've said many, many times, it invites us to play with it. And it's like, That's probably more than anything what gets me to come back to Star Wars more and more and more is that is that willingness to have a dialogue and to play and and how everyone has this is what my Star Wars is. And, you know, that's where some of the problems come in because they get possessive of that Star Wars. But like I love to talk to people like all of us, what we do here. What is your Star Wars? This is my Star Wars. But what is yours? And have that conversation because I think it's a really powerful, powerful Mm -hmm. thing. And I love it. But this show is almost doing the opposite. It's doing a lot of, of expression and it's really kind of showing us what's going on. It's not, it's telling us more than it's asking us. And it, it and not telling, it's showing us more than it is asking us. And I think it's this show for me started off feeling so Star Wars and like very prequels. And, and the longer the show's going on, the more it's becoming its own thing. Like it's stepping away from being a shadow of something and really fleshing its own self out. And I'm really, really excited because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember before Obi-Wan, one of the things that I was most excited about was to get away from Dave Filoni and John Favreau, who I love dearly, but I wanted to see what Lucasfilm's vision of Star Wars was, not just the two of them. And this is giving us Lucasfilm's version of Star Wars. And Emma said this beautifully the week last week or the week before about like some of these things, especially during season two of Mando, with these cameos that kept popping in, we're really seeing how pe- bringing people in is really weaving the stories together, and and this shows weaving together the PT and the OT in this really beautiful way. And I think it's framing both of those things differently. And mm-hmm. it's I just I find Absolutely. this to be. It Yeah. Possibly the most beautiful Star Wars we've ever had. It's so good. Yeah. Like I really adore it. And I'm just like, I don't even know how to feel about it yet. If that makes sense, I know I love it, but I don't know what my relationship with is it with it is. And it's been hard talking about it. I'm not gonna lie.
2: Yeah. So I almost look at it like, okay, so we've already seen this before with like the Clone Wars and how it added so much more depth to the prequels and what was going on there, right? And not that we needed this necessarily for the OT or anything. A lot of it was already there, right? But it's nice, though, that we have gone back and we've gotten deeper into the story. And it does add, instead of taking anything away, as some people might think of it, you know, mm-hmm. having happened, right? It's like now that we're almost near the end of this little window of time, Um it's absolutely informing so many other things that like we're seeing, like in between the duel, I see moments of Return of the Jedi there, you know, I see uh, all these other moments throughout like Star Wars in general that is in that duel. And it's just like, I feel like it's walking me through the saga in just yeah. one duel. It's so interesting. And it just oh to me, God, it's that's like beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I, I, I love the pew, pew, pew. I love the the, the quiet moments. I love the, the interaction between characters. But if you have a good lightsaber fight and that actually informs so much other things along the way or it's things that we've seen, it's like you're giving me everything all at once in this moment, right? And the fact that it's broken up over what is happening in the now at the time of the episode it's like it, it it's just there's so much going on there and I have to give it to the people that like wrote it. It's like you timed it all so well together and then how it all wraps up at the end, you know, and we're right back to where we thought this was all going to go to begin with Luke. Right. So I can only imagine what we're going to see in the next episode because it's the same writer again and they've really done a great job um, getting us to the end and. Right. We we may need more hankies next week. We'll see. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that you said that, Mark. Like uh, honestly, I'm like all emotional over here. Like, oh <laughs> I just that's what I love about Star Wars. Like it's so much oh. fun. And yes, it's rad watching them duel and it's cool. But Jesus, like there's so much underneath. <laughs> All of that stuff. And I love it so much. And it's like, that's why you can go back and watch it over and over and over because with new experiences that you have in your own life, you watch that same thing. And because it's so deep and because it's a story that really does invite you to play with it, it allows well, hopefully, not it doesn't seem like everyone lets themselves do this with Star Wars, but if you allow it, you have a different relationship with it all the time. Like, I look at it differently than I did mm-hmm. as a kid. It's not just yep. a nostalgic trip, there's something else there. Yeah, then it Thankfully. looked different because mm-hmm. I was a dad. Like, I didn't under I understood Star Wars as a son, but I never understood Star Wars as a mm-hmm. father. And now I view it as a father, and I have a harder time remembering it as, as a son because I'm a dad now, and that's and it's <laughs> reformed everything. Mm-hmm. And I love what. Alejandro, and please stop looking at me like that, by the way. But I love yes. what he says here <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi is doing for the PT and the OT what the clone wars did for the prequels like exactly and the 100%. sequel trilogy
3: and the sequel trilogy it there's yeah, also exactly. a lot of sequel trilogy representation yeah. in this show that i think what i love about this show so much is i feel like it's both it's both advancing just general plot and giving us more information while being a meditation on all three trilogies mm-hmm. like it really really is and that's why when we go back and watch it we'll get so much more out of it and also, I would say that this show would work better as a binge. I think that the pacing of it would work uh, better. The plot would work better. It runs smoother together if you were watching it episode to episode. So that's why when they start screening it as a movie in select cities and locations or whatever, I will be going to do that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I think, it, do think, just, I think do it's that? a really wonderful meditation on all of it. They, they yeah. said that they would, that they are. Wait, are you kidding me? No. no Literally, Brian, me that. and Goose from Triad, we're going, Yes.
0: Okay. Also, um, I know that your studio that the beautiful studio you're in now is no longer a guest room. So I'm fine on your couch, but I'm <laughs> fly myself to Chicago for a weekend. Okay. I, I invited I invited, I invited myself over. I hope that's okay. I um, would love. You know, I would love Ray invited. Just, herself any excuse into to go back side, to
2: so Chicago, right? Ray's
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> an excuse to go back to that uh, beautiful city.
0: I yeah. uh, Can I ask you a question, Chase? Can I throw you on the spot?
3: Yeah please I what, what I'm not
0: things what are you what sequel trilogy vibes are you getting from this like where is it serving you sequel trilogy vibes or well, like the most the with trilogy. Luke
3: Skywalker and Ben Kenobi for me it's the most okay. is with Luke's arc in mm. the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. so that's like the number 1 thing um and then also just like i think it's probably more like um I don't know. I Maybe hope, it's too on the spot. Hope. I, would, I don't want to. Good night, Hope. I hope you feel better. Um. Yeah, I just say, like, the whole idea of, like, Jedi trauma, cutting self off to the Force, that kind of stuff, for me, mm. is, like, the most sequels energy, but I'm also trying to think of more because I feel like there's more yeah. just sort of, like, thematically there. I mean, if, yeah. as we're talking about trauma, like, Kylo Ren comes to mind. Like, it really... Oh, also, like, we can't I mean, his name is Ben, right? So, like, yeah. there's also like that yep. everyone's been talking about, um yeah. and Leia which is and ben. great. So, but I will say, like, I think, oh, it's amazing! It's so amazing, and also, like, I mean, yeah, I won't go to that. But, anyways, I would say also just like with trauma because Ben, I mean, Kylo Ren, loads, loads of trauma, and I think yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't have anything like super obvious or like astute to say yet but i i'm wondering if i'm gonna back chase up on this though real quickly
2: yeah If if that's okay yeah yeah yeah. because thank you for reminding me i hadn't thought about that but i did when we were having a conversation with alden the other day but i didn't i didn't get a chance to bring it up because we went on to other subjects this episode alone has like echoes even though it happens later of the last jedi of being on crate um you know it's all there the The weapons trying to break through (laughs) you know uh people trying to escape it's all there and also Mm. how ben having been in exile um cutting himself off from the force there's echoes of like the luke's journey there as well too i mean it's all there so yes very much so it does it does speak to each trilogy and i i love that you know because i didn't think we would get that i thought it would stick to this time period not because it's trying to like not um, speak to the sequels because I thought it would just concentrate on this time period that we're currently in, right? And what had happened before, but it's great to see that, you know, Luke wasn't way off in what he did. Right. He was just very much like his master. Well, one of his masters, I look at both Ben and Yoda as the people that taught him. Right. I mean, each one had a very important part in where his journey started um, as a Jedi. Um, But I, I just, I love that it speaks to that far ahead as to what's gonna happen way later yeah. and we're seeing now. You know, it's like for, for folks who maybe had a bigger problem with the way Luke ended up, seeing Ben this way and why it, it turned out that way might help them kind of be okay with that. Anyway, that's me just mm-hmm.
0: being hopeful. But <laughs> no God, I love this. Like I it has been so long, especially with Star Wars, that I've like looked at it like that. emma has pointed this out before that like i view star wars as if it really happened and these are real people like i don't even look at it as a story to break down like i my approach to star wars is so emotionally based that like i have a hard time like thinking about the thematics of those kinds of things does that make sense like it, i just mm-hmm. i it's tied so directly to my heart and not my brain that i this is a great conversation like i want to spend some time connecting with Star Wars on a brain level because like <laughs> and break it down like that because it's great I, just, it's, it's, it's been a long well there's time. also
3: the whole thing of darth vader grabbing that ship was very kylo ren grabbing the ship with the yep. force i know that happens a couple other times but like there's also that and there's also like like nisa said there's a lot of like kylo and anakin anakin and kylo there's a lot of that energy mm-hmm. too so
2: yeah i like it when they get I'm force crappy one...
3: Me too. I would like them to force grab me next, please. Me too. Just
0: a little, just a little earlier.
2: It's all good in line. No, That's yeah. <laughs> good. No,
0: I don't mind a line waiting. It's more exciting. Just another hit of a death sniff. Thing. Oh jeez. Ready? <laughs> next. <laughs> there you go. Still open and ready. Um <laughs> Um, I love you, Brian. <laughs> I'm trying to be a little better. Don't know if it's working. It's Pride Much Month. Profit. We can be off the um, plane if we want. But exactly, that's right. Actually, this is my we can act up. Damn it um, forced hug. of course. <laughs> I'm like, can you imagine? That's amazing. Can you imagine like I can what do they call it like the <laughs> airplane when you like
3: <laughs> turbulence?
0: <laughs> no, like when you have sex in the air. What's it called?
1: Mile High Club.
0: Oh, the, the Mile, Mile High Club. Club. Can you imagine being able to do the Mile High Club because they're just sitting next to you, and they have the force <laughs> like you. They don't even have to act. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm wondering if like, woo, let's bring it back down. Let's let's land. Let's go in for a nice, clean, safe landing. Please. Um. Please. If this will, <laughs> if this will help. Uh. Of course, it's old school, Alejandro. Original OTS ST Steam Queen over here, like bringing in the bringing in the same if this is going to help people with ray seeing little baby leia using the force she doesn't know she's using the force like little ray has been using the force her whole life maybe not knowing that's what she's doing yep but that's what she's doing you know um Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting all right i want to leave one last question as we wrap up here I'm going to throw it on M again because M loves predictions. Are we going to see Luke next <laughs> week? I mean, we saw him pod racing, and we've just seen him sleeping. Are we going to get little Luke? Yeah. And I, think I that feel really that bad shot for was, that actor if we do.
1: I think that shot was pretty clearly telegraphing that Luke is going to play a large part Love in it. what happens next week. Like, that was an artistic choice for a reason. Yes.
0: Love it! I did not imagine the uh, the Lars homestead to have stripes on their bed, on their pillowcases. It looked a little too fancy for me. If I remember correctly, there were stripes. It, it was
3: serving Pottery Barn teen for hey, sure. Maybe, it really kind of
0: weird. Maybe yeah, exactly. Beru,
3: uh
1: wove that herself. That's what I'm saying, Beru, You know, we we don't get to
2: spend a lot of time with her. Who knows? No, she, did did did, did everyone actually? She
0: wove that pillowcase <laughs>
1: and she knitted that vest. Facts,
0: everyone, after this, you're done listening to this, and after you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and smash that like button if you didn't already. Once you're done with those things, then head on over to uh your podcatcher of choice, leave us a review in your uh in the uh podcatcher, please. But then head to Twitter and retweet my justice for Baru because I was speak we were talking about Stranger Things, and I remember justice for Barb happened, and I was like, I need justice for Baru because where has Baru been? We saw her pop out from afar in some binoculars. I need brew. Yep.
1: Yeah, we need some brew content. Okay.
0: Here. Mark, are we gonna see little Luke? Yeah, yeah are we gonna I mean, get we're gonna a hashtag gonna, I, little Luke next week.
1: Yeah,
2: like you said, we're gonna spend. Uh, I think we're gonna go back to kind of in what we thought was going to happen. You know, it's just we're back on Tatooine, and back to the you know that mission that. Ben thought that was the only one that was going to be taking his attention. Right. You know, he didn't have to worry about Leia because of how well they were being. She was being taken care of by her parents on Alderaan. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't see this coming. So now we're going to go back to that. And it. I I just hope it ends in such a beautiful way that I I will be crying because I want I want a good end of Obi-Wan Kenobi series cry. I think that would be awesome. Right.
0: We're getting I'm to season two. To this it. is not the end right. of the series. There's Possibly. no way. Yeah. I but I don't want
2: them to take it too far to where they like, it shouldn't, don't give me too much. I'm like, if it does in here, I'm I'm totally okay with that. But if it gets to where it starts kind of being too much, I'm almost I'm afraid. It's like, I'm okay with not seeing anymore. But anyway, okay, I do want to guess.
0: Yeah. Can I remind you of something? What is that? because you're also nervous about this show well okay okay fair enough so, fair enough let's yeah. just look at let's, let's see, see how half, it half pink milk full glass people and okay. we are excited for okay. season two because if they okay. did this good they're gonna do that great again
2: okay all right as long as we get the same <laughs> team of people then i'm yeah. totally on board we'll leave it at that because yeah. it's, it's a strong team they're really good oh my god um by the way before we end i do want to say this that there's one moment that really caught my attention um uh, watching it again i kind of got a little bit of it when i watched the first time but when reba is a- reliving the moment when anakin is about to stab her and she's going to get stabbed in real life that moment we've seen reba be very intense up until this mm-hmm. point right but then that moment mm-hmm. when she's looking up at Bader, I've never oh, seen yeah. her look more childlike, almost innocent yeah, and scared mm-hmm. like I did in that moment. I, it was beautiful and it was sad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I that face, I was just like, oh no, more you poor thing. You know, just like it it hurts to see that, but it's like just the way that they lit her and the way that she looked, and the yep. their, her, her little face was just looking up mm-hmm. like it was like you saw that little girl on Coruscant about to get stabbed by this person that she thought that she could trust and who was there to save her. And it just, it's really heartbreaking,
0: but so well done. A hundred percent. Like, honestly, I know I mentioned it last week, I think, but like, I want to give this show a little bit of time where we can all live and let it breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we really we are going to do a Riva specific episode because she is so good. And I feel like we have glossed over her every time. But this character like is just giving more and more and more and more. So I think as to speaking to what Chase was saying earlier in a binge situation, I think Mm -hmm. Riva specifically is going to really blossom. In that, like, knowing her whole story and then going back from the beginning because they've been... She did... I mean, I she was brilliant and I loved her, but I could see where people are saying she felt a little one-note, kind of, maybe at the beginning. Like, I felt like the four of us are smart enough to know no, there was something boiling boiling under the surface, but I can also see where people were coming from and everything just flipped on its head yesterday. Or, I guess it was yesterday. In part five.
3: And on that note i'm really hoping i mean this is like total speculation but i'm hoping yeah. that like there's a lot of battling happening between vader and kenobi okay this is like i'm sorry i shouldn't be saying <laughs> Let's this but do it. i want them no, to be battling yes. right i want them to be battling on Tatooine, and i want us like three quarters of the episode be like where is riva we don't know where riva is and then riva comes to like help Kenobi the way that Ben Mm -hmm. comes to help Ray. And she's like already Mm kind of made up her mind that she's gonna trust Kenobi. She's gonna trust the light side of the force because what that does is it parallels Ben Kenobi with Rey which is why obi Wan's the one talking to Rey the entire time in the sequel trilogy and then on top of that like you know what I mean like it would just be so good and then obviously again more sequel tie-ins I think it would just be so great and what it would also do is like if she just comes to Tatooine ready to kick ass against like everyone and just want to be alone still it's going to really kind of like drive that one note character thing home so what I'm really hoping is she just comes ready to fight for the light side like Ben helping Rey but helping Kenobi the ray kenobi energy is there and that like i just that's what i want that's what i would like to see but if i don't get it yeah. i'll be fine and that, that, would fit in, that would fit
1: in with my 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 i like my prediction that i did in a previous episode about like a redemption arc for Riva, which would be very cool yep.
2: yeah well chase, chase if it doesn't get done why... you need to write it, it needs to be fanfic yeah. if it doesn't get no, done
3: y- you know what it's gonna it, call okay I, I will mark all to fix it fix. fix oh, I know. I learned that from M's podcast, <laughs> the, uh-huh, the show you were on. I learned that from your episode. Um, uh, What was it, M, what was it called? Shout it out. It's called, like, it's a fan fiction podcast. Oh,
1: are you talking about, Um, so I was on Book-armed Bookmarked and, and busy? busy. I was on Bookmarked and Busy yes. last week.
3: Yes. I still
1: need to hear that. Oh, yes. And it so was good. a lot of that fun. So I was also on it's Fan Fiction is Good, good actually, um, which is hosted by Andy, a friend of the show, Andy Sweetie. So oh, I sweet. was on both of those podcasts. So I recommend if you ever want to hear me talk about fan fiction, <laughs>
0: there you listen go. to those. And of course you do.
1: Anyway, Chase, are you were saying? But Finish your I, thought.
3: I was just going to say that, like, I will, I will write my very first droplet fan fiction if what I said doesn't happen. <laughs> That's my commitment oh my to pink book. <laughs> okay, um, and I'll two be your things: beta one, reader. Chase.
0: Oh, I love it. Chase, this is why you're the ray to my Luke Skywalker because I literally was like the exact same thing. I'm like she needs to not be around and she's going to come in. She's going to well, she's going to crawl though because she looks so sexy crawling around on the ground. <laughs> but I don't think she, I don't think she'll do it for Obi-Wan cuz I don't think that girl is going to like the Jedi. I don't think she's I don't think she is going to go down that road. I think she's going to do it for Luke and Leia. Like she'll do it for the kids, and then oh. that's like she, like, that's my prediction because she couldn't save the that.
1: younglings at the temple, but she yep.
0: can save, so them. Yes. save them. So she's gonna yes. save them now, okay? And, okay, and we'll get like what You're if we good. got a little like Obi Wan's <laughs> like, Ray, <clears throat> Chase. I don't know if you heard last week, I tried doing a Minnesota accent, it wasn't working, so now I'm gonna try to do a British one, <laughs> <laughs> Riva. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Reva. Do you want to go to the pub? And Reva's gonna say <laughs> British accent. <laughs> I don't know. Reva's gonna be like, "I didn't do it for you. I did it for them." And it's gonna be like poetry. He, she's gonna use the same line he just used on her. It's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> that would be everything, right? And just so you all know, like. Because you're Steam Queens, I love you. are listening now, and you're loyal Pink Milk listeners. Um, I'm gonna spoil this now. I hope I don't get in trouble. I wrote the next Obi Wan, so I know this is what happens. And uh-huh. I, did little, I did a little bit of voiceover work for Obi Wan. Hopefully we not. Had to do, as long as the script is not scenes. in
2: a the whole thing in a British accent, we're okay. okay.
0: <laughs> um, but I like this too. Nisa brought this up when Mark was talking about season two. No, I think this needs to stay. I no, this needs to stay stays one season, I think. It was written for one season, but let's have a spin-off with the path starring mm. Reba helping yeah, all the people that, underneath. Right.
2: And 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 Roken, because you yes, we have to be an important part of the show. Roken's been cool. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. really like yeah O'Shea Jackson on, on the show. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um
0: yeah, but yeah, I think Chase, they could I was literally like right the... there with you.
3: I think they could do 100%. like a Book of Boba Fett type of thing with, with this mm-hmm. show, where it's like not the Kenobi series, but it's like the path, or even like for yeah. focused on the Inquisitors. I don't know. It'd yeah. just be cool. It'd be cool to see what they do with it. There's I want think there I... with that name.
2: It's like, it's almost like they've been kind of getting people ready for to be open to learn more about the okay. path because it's come up so many so, times, hmm. right? So
0: just saying. <laughs> In prediction land, this is what I want. I would love a show. Just call it the path. And we can have one titular character. Maybe it's Reva. I would have loved to have been Tala. Maybe she still, maybe she lived. She was hiding underneath Ned and somehow she lived that thermal detonator. But what I would love is like old school, like 90s sci-fi, very much similar to season one of Mando, like kind of one done one and done episodes. And we can meet a different Jedi running away from inquisitors every week Ooh. and we find their journey of what got them like how they're yeah. surviving order 66 on their way to the path and like we just follow different people it sounds really
3: heartbreaking
0: think, yeah but then if
2: they if they whoever survives up until the end of the episode they all come
0: together so it'll be like the end of Lost. That'd be kind of some cool. of you are yeah. here before, some of you came later, but this was the place you made together. Also, no one that listens to this channel, I will never listen to anyone's complaints about the end of the Lost. I'm sorry. I know this is not a Lost podcast, but Lost had one of the greatest series finales of all. I loved that show. That was a great time. show. Me. That was a fantastic,
3: fantastic show. <laughs> I've never seen Lost. Yeah, it's good, girl. It's good. I've never seen yeah. you. Get on it. There's, it has, yeah, it's there's so a couple good. seasons where Lost like,
2: Lost, but then it came back there's and, one
0: like, strong yeah lost, Chase, got lost. it is it is not a binge show though <laughs> literally do one a week Yeah, one to a week. just to recover <laughs> i'll probably
3: forget good. like i'll probably be watching it like oh i forgot i was watching
0: <laughs> i will forever I maintain that jj
1: abrams has done exactly one good thing in his entire life and that was fr- fringe
0: oh my god i really have, did like, love that as soon as i can
2: yeah that was a good show
3: it's blake's favorite yeah. show Really? oh my god seriously oh my god. it is so oh good god. oh fringe
1: so is scary. what the x-files yeah. could have been if they had written everything ahead of time yeah and had it all planned out
0: yeah. yeah yeah i didn't love the end of fringe i would have loved the end of fringe i think had they worked there but it felt like i know like i just think it was missing it was missing a season before that no personal
1: full disagree <laughs>
0: Or maybe not, the, was it the whole last season that had like whatever the daughter or whatever? Anyways, I know. Sorry, no spoilers. Everyone watch Fringe because it's great, it's really, really great. And also, Pacey is MFing hot. Like, I don't have a lot of celebrity crushes, but Pacey, and also you can watch uh, how Little Liars or House of Fire or something with um, Legally Blonde Little, and... Fires, Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and then um seduction what's her name i don't know the the lawyer show where she played like a lawyer the other girl in that in little liars everywhere whatever it's called little fire whatever anyways pretty watch little the first liars thing. everywhere on fire uh, uh, yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> anyways uh just watch the first episode and you can see pacey in some tidy whities and all people look is better pacey in tidy whities it's done on no, pacey Sorry, is, is pacey i don't know son? his name in her life yeah he's the the, the guy he's the son
1: yeah
0: (gasps) oh in fringe joshua jackson yeah yeah because i've only seen like the first couple episodes of french okay okay yeah Yeah, joshua jackson it's It's just been so long
2: since i've seen it that like i don't remember the characters names Mm -hmm. and stuff which is so bad but we'll discuss that offline about how, how I lost my way with
0: Fringe, okay? <laughs> okay. But anyway. Oh, my God. It's so yeah. great. I remember Bolivia. Okay, real quick, and then I promise you we're going to end this because everyone's like, this is not a Fringe podcast. Y'all are just hanging out now. My mother used to have, um, like, my mom's, like i don't know she loves decorating and all of that stuff right she's very talented at it but she had what they called like um an old dress form is that what they're called the seamstresses, seamstresses mm-hmm. used to use right it's just a body oh, and it was really yeah. old one that she called olivia was her name and so tom and i oh. always called her Olivia. and my mom was like what what is this bolivia? And i'm like that's just her name you'll understand it one day mom but that's bolivia <laughs> 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 makes no sense to anyone else and it's probably just funny between tom and i but there you go thank you benji scandal
2: was <laughs> so ah, the show I was looking there you for. go whatever well, that, her name no, is scandal. yeah oh yeah that was yeah. actually i remember i've seen episodes of scandal that was pretty good carrie washington right?
3: yes carrie washington that's,
0: name, that's but, right yes. she's the one who was in yeah. little fires yeah.
1: everywhere and um and uh scandal yes
0: very nice Tom thank scandal. you i never saw that show do know. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is so much fun. Remember, next week will be a lot less chaotic. I will not be here. I'll be at Disneyland or the beach or somewhere, and maybe I'll phone in. Possibly, maybe. Um, if these three actually pick up. If they don't pick up, yeah, yeah we just don't, don't let you intend- in. <laughs> <laughs> everyone listening now will know. That I don't it was know intentional. her. No, Mute. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What how do you silence it? Whatever. No notification. They'll turn their notifications off. Do, really. yes, okay do
2: not disturb. <laughs> there you go. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Silly. It'll like I'll yeah. A bunch of inquisitors just trying to undermine me. That's what's going on over here. That's what's going on. Okay, That's Emma, where right. can people find you? I'm sorry. We're we're losing it. We're losing it. You can right. find me on Twitter <laughs> at Hatslea. <laughs>
1: Come on, you guys. Work with me.
2: Slay. <laughs> H- oh, man, love seeing you smile, though. That was so cool.
1: <laughs> um, H-U-T-T-S. Ali-I-A. It's pronounced Slayer. Ship who you want. All ships are valid. Especially
0: Mace Windu
1: and that window.
2: <laughs> Mace Windu.
3: <laughs> Mace Windu.
0: Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'd ship it. Okay, no, why not? I would. I wouldn't mind if they uh yeah. Okay. And tune so, in oh, next week so because the chatters. ship that
1: I've chosen for next week is shocking. Shocking
3: I think that's a palpatine tease. Oh, oh
0: well, done. well
3: done. I
1: don't make puns No, I was funny.
3: wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um Leave the dad jokes to me and you, Brian.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But your jokes are good. Mine are not good. Speaking of good, where can people find you, Mark? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at
2: IMLDiablito. And if you have some time, please check out the two songs, one couple podcast that uh, my partner David and I were just on for their first part of their Pride special with our friends, Peter and Sam. And we had a great time. There's some great uh, music that gets brought up. And like I said, the first part is out now. So check that out if
0: you get a chance. Oh my God, y- I love it. <laughs> and when, when you're done with that, you might have to dig a little bit because it came out about 10 years ago. And we know the internet, things are hard to find on the internet after 10 years. But mm-hmm. you can also see Mark and David on Two Boys in a Cup. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. I didn't want
2: to bring that up. You know, it's probably like only 240p, so it's really grainy video, unfortunately. But you know what? If you get like the right like video player, it might like upgrade yeah. it, and you look a little better. Yeah. Maybe just just make the window smaller so that it looks a little better. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think it'll be watch fine. it without glasses. It on. does what it Take needs. Contacts to out.
0: Yeah.
3: Chase, <laughs> you can find me. You can find me on twitter underscore that gay jedi i also make youtube videos allegedly
0: (laughs) i'm coming back
3: after a after a month break um and i'm very excited so yeah youtube that gay jedi um and you can find me on the fear Queers podcast where we talk about horror shows and some marvel content too light
0: marvel content yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes chase toots on air um okay one time that was the the first
2: episode i ever listened to by the way i'm glad i'm dying i was dying i was like oh my god this is amazing
0: oh i never laughed so hard that was so funny that was awesome (sighs) you weren't as dead as the air in that room that day oh (laughs) okay also let tonight be known as the day that Alejandro looked at me again (laughs) after a long time and I was very very happy at Alejandro I love you you know this Uh, you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter Instagram and TikTok and uh, everyone I will miss you next week love you all I cannot wait to uh, watch the season finale of this fantastic fantastic show yeah don't forget to smash that like button while you're here subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and honestly steam queens you're the most loyal listeners that we have i really we have a few more weeks of pride i would love to get a hundred reviews on apple Podcasts. so even if you don't listen to us on apple Podcasts, please leave us a written review on apple Podcasts and get us to 100 and share it with your friends ask your friend ask two people say hey i know you've never heard pink milk but it's great get us there it'd be great i'd appreciate it And uh, until next week, everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you, and drink drink up!